good sound. Hit record. Live from the Mecca Mormonism, Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Heart of the Matter, where we are doing all we can to learn to walk in the age of fulfillment. I'm your host, Sean McCraney. Uh, no matter where you fellowship, no matter what doctrines or practices that you embrace religiously, some, none, some highly regimented, some free, sons and daughters of God, over the course of their earthly life, choose to live in this world, but not after the course of it. Let me plainly address the layout and how it looks. God created the world and everything in it, the Christian believes. He created man, male and female created he them. That's how scripture puts it. In his image, he gave them a garden and he gave them freedom and he allowed them to choose to love him, God, and his ways over their own or not. That's, that, that's template stuff. Man would prove that they loved um, God more than themselves by and through obedience or disobedience by not eating the fruit that they were forbidden to eat or eating the fruit that they were forbidden to uh, eat. Their obedience to God, whether uh, not eating or eating, showed their love for him. That's a, that's a simple a way to see it. So man, of course, chose his own will over God's, proving that they love themselves more than him, which is what we do as human beings. And the world fell into sin with Satan, who got them all to fall, reigning over the earth by sin and death in the grave. But God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son as a second Adam who came and out of love for his father, which the first Adam did not have, he did the Father's will perfectly, offered himself up as a perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. And this gave him the right, uh, the victory over everything, to reign over sin and death and the grave once and for all, as he put to shame everything that stood in the way between man and God, Satan, death, hell, sin, put away by Christ's victory. Listen, the victory brought the world back, restored the world spiritually, remember that, spiritually back along with all people on it to an Edenic state, meaning that you can have that direct relationship with God directly without any interferences, just like Adam and Eve had before the fall. That's the template. That's the way we have been for 2,000 years. Um, what I mean by the state that existed prior to the fall where God gave Adam and Eve a place to live and the choice was you can love me or you cannot. That is the thing every single human being in their life gets to make a decision about. Will I love God or will I not? It's a moment-to-moment, day-to-day, minute-to-minute, hour-by-hour decision we make. Am I going to love God more than myself, or am I going to love myself more than God? Christians try, by the, His power, through Christ and the Spirit, to love God and His ways more than themselves. Non-Christians, non-believers, people who don't care about God, love themselves more than God. That's the setup. Okay, 
But instead of Satan reigning in horror and taking people to hell now, in the age of fulfillment, God reigns and in love allows each of us to choose the course of our life that we want to take every freaking minute of the day. And for many people, that's too big of a burden. There's a great philosopher, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, and he discussed the weight of this freedom and said that it's a condemnation. He said, human beings are condemned to be free, condemned to be free. And what he meant by that is no matter what, I have the condemnation resting upon me to pick my glasses up, put them on my face, take them off. I'm making a choice, even in something that simple. It's a condemnation because that simple thing was easy. But what about bigger things? Like, will I do this? Will I not do that? Will I spend my money on a flight to the Bahamas? Or will I spend my money on my mother who needs help? All of these things are constantly in front of every human being and the weight of it can be great. So in the face of these relentless, endless freedoms to choose, where every single day we are deciding literally, do I take the fruit from the tree I shouldn't or do I follow God? Remember, we're back in that spiritual Edenic state on this earth. Everybody, believer or not, we are choosing how to live our lives. And human beings, his creations made in his image, are constantly saying out loud in a megaphone, God, I choose me, or God, I choose you. How does that show itself? By what you do by what choices you make, self or him. The ability to serve him without him in you is impossible in my estimation, Um, which is why Jesus said a person must be born again. They must be born from above to even see the kingdom of God where God is. You have to have an internal change of heart by the Spirit in order to even begin to want to serve and to be able to serve God instead of yourself. But even having him in us as Christians, we are all still condemned to be free and choosing minute by minute who we're going to follow. New Christians, what we call babes in Christ, they continue to serve themselves. They feed their flesh. Just as babies on earth, little babies on earth, feed themselves. They don't care who's looking. They reach, they grab, they stick it in their mouth. They cry when they want something. They serve self, self, self. Well, baby Christians do the same thing because they haven't learned yet, right? But mature Christians, by and through their desire to love God in the megaphone, I want to love you more than I want to love myself. Mature Christians out of gratitude and out of love for all he's done, learn through time, trial, error, the word, to submit their flesh and their will over to the uh, will of the spirit and not to the will of the, of, the, of the self. This concept is so clear in the first chapter of John when John, speaking of Jesus, says, 
He came to his own, meaning the Jews, and his own people received him not. Listen, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God. He gave those who believe, these are believers, he gives power to become, not to immediately be, power to become children of God. Just by faith, you aren't automatically a child of God. Did you know that? You're still under tutors and governors, according to Paul. But he gives you the power to become sons and daughters of God. I don't know about you, but I want to be a son and daughter of God. I want my megaphone to be saying, I want you every day, every minute of the week. It doesn't. My flesh gets in the way, but that's what I want. God has daughters. Did you know that? We don't often talk about that. We talk about the sons of God, but God has daughters too. Paul writes, citing the Old Testament scripture in 2 Corinthians 6, 16 through 18, he says, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I want you to really think about that, that, that idea. God Almighty, creator of all things, all powerful, has given people the power to become his sons and daughters. That's out there in this world. Christians are choosing it every day. Whether to pick the fruit, serve themselves, or refuse the fruit and love God. Those who love him are his sons and daughters. Those who don't, who serve their own will, don't love him. That's how they show it, by what they choose to do. God, that very living God out of all his creations and the billions of people who don't care about him in the least, has given the power to those who have received his son by faith to become sons and daughters in his own family. Very different from being creations. Very different from being babes, according to scripture. God has sons and daughters, plural. Are you one of them? Do you desire to be one of them? If you don't, that's okay. Guess what God has done for people who don't give a rat's rear end about him? He's given them life. He lets them roam around. He lets them do what they want. They can party. They can, they can get rich. They can be poor. They don't care about him. Jesus says he sends the rain down on the just and the unjust. Live your life. Have at it. He's given it to you. He loves you, right? So, but if you're a son or daughter, and if you take seriously that God has given you the power to become, it doesn't happen naturally, and it doesn't happen overnight, sons and daughters, then I want to encourage you toward a few things tonight before we wrap it up. First, 
never let go of your faith. Never let go of your faith. In fact, never stop growing in your faith. Your faith must grow for you to be able to grow in maturity as a believer. And because faith comes by hearing, reading the word of God, when you feel yourself reaching for the fruit to feed yourself, reach for the word of God and grow your faith instead. Distancing it from our heart happens as our faith starts to wane. Stay in the word, your faith will grow. Read it and consider it. Let it work the magic of its washing away. That's what it, Paul says. It washes away the things of the flesh and renews the mind. Our mind is full of earthly, worldly, uh, material things. Read the word and it washes that out and you get stronger and more mature in the faith and your flesh gets weaker. The flesh hates the word. It hates it. It is like oil and water. And so you may find in yourself when you pick it up, you're just like, uh, I don't want to do that. I'd rather, you know, watch TV. Uh, I don't want to do that. I'd rather, you know, smoke a bowl. I'd rather do this. I'd rather do that. I, I, I. But when you pick the word up, your flesh is resisting it. You, you pray and you ask God to help you understand that word and you stay in it and it pays off. It's an investment in something that gives you endless returns. That I can testify. So we look to God's uh, only begotten son, Jesus Christ. We learn a few things about what God allows um, his own children to experience in this life. Looking to his son. His son was not of this world. His kingdom was not of this world. Those are his own words. His son entered into the world in a lowly fashion and wound up being an unknown carpenter. His son's, his son's carpentry business wasn't uh, worldwide or Israel-wide. He didn't have all sorts of funds to live high on the hog. He was known as, a, as, a, uh, uh, as living a simple life. And then in ministry, once the Holy Spirit descended upon him, he entered into life dedicated to the service of his father. And that included another word, really, really important to sons and daughters of God. Going all the way back to Jesus and all the way forward to right now at this time. And that word is suffering. It's a word no one really likes to hear, but it's absolutely part of being a son or daughter of God. And see, because there's no suffering in reaching for the fruit and biting into it and filling yourself up. There's no suffering when you're engaged in the world. You're just placating your flesh. You're doing what everybody else in the world does. But sons and daughters of God in this world go by faith and say, I'm not going to believe what the world's telling me I need to do. I'm going to believe what God tells me I should do and how God tells me I should be. In Romans 8, 4, Paul says, For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons, and I'm going to add up, and daughters of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs. Listen to what he says. Joint heirs with Christ. 
co-heirs with Christ. Never hear it talked about. It's right there. Listen, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And then Paul adds, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Sons and daughters of God do not receive the glory here in this world. It isn't bestowed upon them. It's bestowed after this life. And I believe it's bestowed in and through each person's respective resurrected body that they receive at the last breath of mortality. God grants it to you based on the life you've lived. And sons and daughters of God revealed in them is this glory that God gives. Along the way or through the course of your life, every one of us are being altered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time you face a challenge to your pride, every time you're humbled, uh, we are both suffering and being changed from glory to glory is how Paul describes it. From glory to glory to glory. That's how Paul says it. Every time we give a reason not to forgive, we have a reason not to forgive somebody and we forgive them, do that insufferable thing, we move glory. Uh, Every time we sacrifice for uh, the benefit of another person, choose righteousness over sin, the kingdom of heaven over this present world, we are suffering here because this world does not reward that type of living. But we're moving from one glory to the next. That's why Paul wrote, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with open face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's happening to you while you're in this life. It will be revealed in you when you die. That's what we uh, walk by in faith. That's what we trust and that's why we do it because we trust in the promises of God. Let God work in you by his spirit, my friends. Allow him to assume the reins of things rather than assume, uh, than you assuming control over your flesh and, and trying to do it yourself. It can be extremely difficult. And this difficulty is called suffering. When I first became a Christian, I suffered very little. I allowed my flesh to reign. I fell short of the call on my life as many Christians do when they're babes. But what never failed me was God in me in the pursuit of his kingdom. His son took care of the sin of the world. Sons and daughters are not focused on that because the sin is gone. You don't live in that sin. You don't talk in that sin. You don't act in that sin. And when you do, you don't let it absorb you. You move on in faith, trusting him. Um, All of it is a means to love. What is happening to you as you allow the power of God to work in you is you are being conformed to the image of God's only human son, whether male or female. As Paul said in Romans 8, 29, for whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. As the host of this show, I have a care. I have love for all people. I have a special affinity and love for believers who have received Christ by faith. But my heart and time 
and mind is extended weekly to those of you out there, those of you in here who have decided and seek to allow the power of God to make you sons and daughters. That's where my interest is. It isn't on religion. It isn't on world affairs. It's on people dedicated to knowing God and becoming, through His power, children of God, joint heirs with Christ, right? Paul promises believers in 1 Corinthians 15, 49, as we have borne the image of earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Believe this, and while here, allow God by His Spirit to move you from glory to glory toward that ultimate destination. In faith, I trust and promise you the suffering of your soul that you endure under these processes of letting your rotten flesh go cannot compare to the glory that awaits you. And I speak that in faith. I don't know it, but I trust God's promises and his word. And I'm encouraging you, go through it, be subject to him, let God work in you. The payoff after this is beyond the scope and pale of what this world will give you. Write your comments below, and we'll see you tomorrow night here on Heart of the Matter.